WRKS Pickens Jackson. We are good to go with more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Alrighty. Here we go, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Hour 2 underway. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out, cspire.com. I'm Matt. Beaver is here. Uh, you're here, most importantly. If you're here, Beaver and I have a reason to be here. And if you'll call me on the Divinity phone, you can talk to Beaver. And then you can talk to me and talk to everybody else. So call us up on the Divinity Equipment phone line, that number to call, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Also, text me on the country, please, and text line, 885-3776. Hey to everybody on the live stream. Debbie, I appreciate your comment just a minute ago on Facebook. She says, I love all these old commercials, Matt. Yeah, like if you... If you got a nostalgic bone in your body and you're over 40, <laughs> hang around for the commercials on Facebook and YouTube and you know, the live stream. You might like those. <laughs> um, I'm glad, Debbie, I'm glad that you liked them. Do y'all realize what starts tonight in the state of Mississippi? Fire up the band. It's high school football. Come on. Now, look, I realize it's the sonic boom. It's a reason. I gave myself a reason to play the sonic boom, but it's the only live marching band on this thing I have. Well, not live, so it is tape. Let me just say this. It's the only cool one on here I have. High school football tonight is underway. Now, now, it is just a little bit limited. In terms of numbers of teams and that sort of thing, but I'll, I'll tell you, hang on. Yeah, Will, you're right. Will said uh, on YouTube, I was wondering when we we're going to hear some Sonic Boom. Roll your window down, turn it up to 11. See if anybody looks at you. I want to give a tip of the cap, both literally and figuratively, to our friend, Coach Herbert Davis at MRA. He tweeted, by the way, if y'all want to follow him on Twitter, do so. It's at CoachHerbertDA1, the number one. Yesterday, he tweeted, can't even start to thank everyone for all the support and prayers. I'm humbled. I'm doing much better. Hope to move out of the ICU tomorrow. That would be today. And then he said, God bless you all. And uh, with a couple of the prayer emojis. So uh, that was really good news to see yesterday. I've not gotten any sort of update today. But um, as you know, he, he's, he's fought some some kidney issues over the years, and, and it popped up and kind of got him down and got him in the hospital here recently. I certainly hope that between yesterday and today that he has been able to uh, get on out of the ICU and is making his way back. So, Coach Davis, with you, hope you're listening. And if you're not, even if you're not, hats off to you, thinking about you, really pulling for you, and get you back on the field soon. With that said, speaking of back on the field soon, 
tonight his MRA team with an interim coach, his defensive coordinator stepping in for him, open the season. They will be uh, uh, the first team to play a ball game along with Park Lane. So it's MRA at Park Lane tonight. It is a regular season game. It does count. So as of today and as of tonight, high school football is back in the state of Mississippi. Doesn't it feel good? I mean, just soak that up for a minute. It's back. Y'all, this time tomorrow, I know it's one game. (laughs) I know it's only one game. But this time tomorrow, we will have a score to look at and a game to recap. How's that feel? Seems like it's getting earlier and earlier every year, but here we are. So tonight you have MRA at Park Lane to get the season started for everybody here in the state of Mississippi. And then uh, tomorrow night you're going to have a a big round of games around the state. You will have, um, you know, and I I was over in Greenville yesterday, and I don't know if you would classify this as a rivalry. I, I don't. And I didn't ask, and so I don't know. I just know that they're right there in the same place, and you could throw a rock and hit either one of them. You got uh, Greenville St. Joe at Washington School. That's the first game of the year. Now, if y'all are listening, you hear me talk about Farm Bureau Insurance. Okay. Well, yesterday in Greenville on Reed Road, I was at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance office. Right there, and it faces, let's see if I can get this right. It faces south, looking south across the road. If you stand in the parking lot at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Office in Greenville, Mississippi, uh, county manager in Washington, I say it's in Greenville, it's Washington County office, and the, the Washington County manager, Brian Street, right outside his office in the parking lot. You stand right there. You can look off to the west. That would be, again, you're looking south, so that'd be to, to your left would be the east. And, and a good golfer could put a ball down, hit a driver, and hit Greenville St. Joe School right there. I mean, you can see it, okay, from the parking lot. In fact, yesterday, across the street from the school, they got basketball courts, and all the students are wearing their green uh, uniforms from Greenville St. Joe, and they're out there playing basketball in recess yesterday. I saw them. Well, then you can spin and look to your right, which would be back to the west, while you're in eye shot of Greenville St. Joe and look to the west, and a good golfer is about two drivers, maybe three. <laughs> you might have to get it to bounce on the highway. To Washington School. They are that close. This is not an exaggeration. When they play tomorrow night, I think it's at Washington School, when they play tomorrow night, Greenville St. Joe's team could walk down there if they wanted to. <laughs> they could. There is no point in cranking the bus up other than just to keep your legs fresh. Like the band. The band could go to their school and get their stuff and just walk down to the other school for halftime. Okay, it's that close. And so it's got to be a rivalry. And as I understand it, that is not the the original location of Greenville St. Joseph. I think uh, someone told me yesterday the original location burned maybe. And then they rebuilt the school there where it is. Uh, So you got that. Here is another one tomorrow night that's really interesting and for for several reasons. 
you have Heritage Academy in Columbus hosting Hartfield Academy. So here in, in the Metro, we kind of know the story of Hartfield, right? We had the story last week where the MAIS announced the penalties for apparently having some coaches trying to recruit kids off of other schools, which you're not supposed to do. And the penalty includes suspension, game suspensions for those coaches. They can still coach practice. A, a fine to the school, the school's fine like over $7,000. But they are, they are not allowed to participate in the postseason. They cannot go to the playoffs. So for those seniors at Hartfield Academy, it's like make every moment count. And they got plenty of motivation, too. And, you know, the Bible says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I don't know that that's talking about football. Okay, but the point is, this is going to kind of be a little bit of a vengeance tour, maybe, for this Hartfield football team. And they're opening up tomorrow night at Heritage. Heritage is interesting in that they have a new coaching staff. The head coach is Tobias Smith, former offensive lineman at Mississippi State, uh, was, was headed for a big-time career. And then, just, you know, like some guys do, started injuries started piling up on him. He's from Columbus, went to Columbus High School, so he's in his hometown. He's coaching at Heritage. He's the head coach now. And one of his assistants is Matt Caldwell, who – Matt is also a former offensive lineman at Mississippi State, just maybe a decade or more before Tobias. He's a little older. Matt's closer to my age, a couple of years older than me. Um, Matt has been a head coach at the high school level in MHSAA. He was at Green County. I'm sorry, George County and some other places. Uh, he's from New Hope originally, so he's also close to home. And, and he's an assistant on the staff under Tobias, as well as uh, Jonathan Banks. Y'all remember Jonathan Banks as the Thorpe Award winner. He was a second-round draft pick of the Buccaneers back in about 12 or 13 in the 12 or 13. I think it was maybe the 12 draft, 13 draft. 13. Okay, so the 2013 draft. Played in the NFL for a couple different teams. He's out of football in terms of a player, but now he's coaching. So he's on that staff. So they have a really neat thing going. I read an article about them recently. So that's a really cool game to keep up with. And, you know, I don't know that I can. It's only about an hour from where I am. But I would love to get down there and see that. I would love to get down there and put my eyes on Hartfield and put my eyes on Heritage and maybe not distract them, but after the game get to shake all those guys' hands and and uh, say hello. So we'll see if I can get permission to do that. Uh, Starkville Academy is hosting Lamar tomorrow night. You're going to have – you're going to have – Porter's Chapel going across the river, playing River Oaks in Louisiana. Winona Christians at Benton. Oh, and uh, Bayou is at JA. So Bayou Academy at JA uh, tomorrow night. So those are some of the go- the games that are happening this week. So it's here. Hallelujah. Today and Monday we will. Well, tomorrow and Monday we will have actual games to recap. And I'm absolutely tickled to buy it. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, Texas show. <laughs> he laughed and said, I told you about the time I turned it up to 11 in downtown Phoenix a couple of years ago, didn't I? He said, I definitely got some looks. So Jason was uh, streaming us in his car in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. And played the... Uh, Sonic Boom, and he did turn it up to 11 and rolled his windows down, and he said people looked at him like, like he was crazy. 
He also said uh, that it used to be a rivalry, St. Joe and Washington School there in Greenville. He said Washington School didn't want to play us. Uh, O'Bannon, for whatever reason, St. Joe wished that they didn't have to back then. Now, and, and Jason, let me make sure I'm right about this. Yeah, I didn't see Greenville O'Bannon. I'm almost... I went on that deal about how close the two schools are, but I want to make sure that's the school I'm talking about. It was Greenville St. Joe. I know it's two of them that are on the same road. Um, let me make sure here. St. Joe. Well, I don't see the address. I believe that's right. Yeah, that's it. That is the right one. Not Greenville. I don't think I put my eyes on O'Bannon when I was there yesterday. Came through uh, the Delta on 82. Mentioned it earlier. Saw the Jim Henson and the Muppets exhibit, which basically sits just right off of Highway 82 right there at Deer Creek in Leland. That was really neat to see. Hey, listen, let me tell you something else. Football related. Now, there's looking at games that are going to happen tonight and tomorrow night. That's a high school level. I'll tell you something I was doing today. Something I saw. Something I want to pass along to you. We're all fans around here, right? Raise your hand if you're a fan of a school. Got mine up. Okay, you got yours up too? Yeah, we're all fans. You know, sometimes as fans, we're on the outside looking in. There's things we don't think about. In regards to the games we're watching, certainly regarding some of the players that we're watching. Let me tell you a story. Give us some perspective. It never hurts to get a little perspective as a fan and certainly going into a year. I'd say as media as a whole, we don't do this enough. We don't do a good enough job of it. So I began early this morning watching a little bit of southeastern Louisiana football on YouTube. Why on earth would I do that? Well, that's because that's Mississippi State's first opponent this year. On September the 2nd, State's going to host southeastern Louisiana to open the football season. And what I think is this. I think that, you know, week two, State's going to host um, State's going to host Arizona. Week three, they're going to host LSU. And so when you get ready to play those two teams – There will be plenty of preview material. There will be plenty of people looking at rosters, coaching staffs, what those teams did, you know, previewing the opponents. But I think fewer will actually take the time to preview and look at a little southeastern Louisiana. One, because, well, mainly because everybody just assumes the SEC team is going to win that game no matter what. And there ain't a whole lot of point in worrying about who Southeastern Louisiana is. But I'm curious, and I want to know. And it seems like part of my job, right? So I watched some of them, looking at their quarterbacks, who's back, who isn't. Last year's team, they had two quarterbacks that played for them a good bit. Only one of those guys returned this year for Southeastern Louisiana. A little more of their history, you go back two years ago, they had a kid named Cole Kelly playing quarterback at Southeastern Louisiana. Y'all remember that name? Hog Jowl might remember that name because Cole Kelly began his career as a quarterback at Arkansas and then transferred out of there, wound up at Southeastern Louisiana, was a record setter 
for a couple of years at Southeastern Louisiana, big time. Got him a free agent opportunity with uh, Washington in the NFL, didn't make it, and now he's playing in the other league uh, with the Memphis team, the Memphis Showboats. But he had huge numbers two years ago at quarterback. And so I started looking at this and piecing this together. So here's the point of that whole background and context. I'm studying southeastern Louisiana, and the kid who was their primary quarterback last year was a senior, isn't back. So that guy who was a senior last year would have had to have waited his time. He had to ride the bench, frankly, behind Cole Kelly, the Arkansas transfer, for a couple of years before he finally got the chance to play last season. One year, because he was a senior. So I turn on the tape. One of the first games I watched was their playoff game against Samford. They won their first playoff game in the second round of the FCS playoffs. They had to go to Samford in Birmingham. Selah scores first, back and forth and back and forth. Playoff game, winner moves on, loser goes home. It's 42-42 to at the end of regulation. This senior quarterback played really well. They were a nine-win team. He played well all year long. And in overtime, the f- coin flip happens, and southeastern Louisiana gets the ball first. And on about the second or third play, this kid, the senior quarterback, who's been playing well all year, leading the team to nine wins, got him in overtime on the road. He's running to the end zone to his right. He's at about the third. Five. Now he's at the four. He's going to get ready to maybe make a play at the goal line. And so, as he's being tackled, he's got the football in his right arm. He kind of holds it out. And somebody comes from behind and knocks the ball out. The ball flies out of his arm at the three-yard line, bounces at the goal line, kicks to the right, and hits the pylon, knocks the pylon over, And the ball comes down in the end zone, picked up by a Samford player who takes a knee in the end zone. Ball hit the pylon, knocked it over, but went back into the end zone. Inside, not out of bounds. It is a fumble, a touchback. The possession is over for Selah. They don't get any points on their their possession. And about three plays later, the Samford quarterback ran into the end zone, walk-off touchdown. They win and move on, and Southeastern Louisiana season is over. And the last play that that quarterback for Southeastern Louisiana will ever play in his career was a fumble on the goal line that instead of going out of bounds at the one, it hit the pylon and came back in. That's the last play of his career. And he'll live with it the rest of his life. He did all those good things. Led the team all year long. Great teammate and shared some time at QB with a young guy. Did whatever the team asked him to do. Waited for years to get on the field behind a guy who transferred there from Arkansas. Lead him to nine wins. Got him on the road. Put up 42 points in regulation. All of that. And he'll always remember that fumble. As fans, as media, we've got to hang on to the perspective sometimes. 
that some people do everything right and it just doesn't go their way. That, yeah, you got the winners and the walk-offs and the celebration and the students running to the end zone. There's always somebody else on the other side, too. It never hurts to lose that perspective. I couldn't help but look at this lesson. And then I took it one step further. You know what? He's holding the football out away from his body. What are ball carriers and running backs taught? You tuck that elbow in, your arm goes up, and the ball never leaves the body. Don't let any space, any air between you, the ball and your body keep it tight. It's a fundamental thing that every junior high and high school coach is hammering on. Why? Players get tired of it. Coach, I'm sick and tired of hearing about how to hold the football, man. Why are coaches harping on that? Here's a guy at the end of his career. He's trying to get to the goal line, lets the ball get out away from his body just a little bit, and one little fundamental breakdown, and a guy's helmet from behind hits the ball and it comes out. If he's holding the football the way he knows he's supposed to, he doesn't fumble at the three. Instead, they probably score later. That's why coaches, are the good ones anyway, are so obsessive about the little simple things, like how to hold the football, is because they know that the simple, teeny, tiny, fundamental things will always affect the big things. Little things become big things. All right, hour two. Here we go. Y'all can text. Y'all can call. I got your text coming in. I got your comments in the live stream. We'll hit some of those coming up in the Bureau. Stick around. Here we go. Hey, whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. <laughs> hey, check him out now. This is great. So I'm talking I'm telling you the story about the kid for Selah who fumbled down there on a three in overtime, held the ball, the ball got out away from his body and, and all that. Uh, I get a comment on Facebook from my friend and, Long lost teammate. I hadn't talked to him in forever, but I feel like I still know him. Former Mississippi State quarterback Kevin Fant, who's now coaching down on the coast. I think he's at Van Cleve. And he said, hold on to the dang ball. <laughs> Maybe it's that simple. To heck with technique, huh, Kevin? Just hang on to it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Kevin, good to hear from you. All right. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go! With the home team is the homecoming queen. Uh, howdy. Hello. Hey, Beaver. Hey, Annabeth. Well? I have something for you and Beaver I'd like to share with you here. Yeah, I'm waiting. You ready? Yep. Today, August the 10th, is National S'mores Day. Oh, and with that, I just want y'all to listen to this right here, real quick. Just listen to this right here. Listen. Hey, you want a s'more? S'more what? Okay. No, I'm no, 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 you want a s'more? Uh, okay. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? 
Shut up! You're killing me, Smalls. All right, who cut one? These are s'more stuff. Okay, Bird pay drum. attention. First, you take the gram. You stick the chocolate on the gram. Then, you roast it's the mallow. No, it's my sleeping bag. That's my... When the mallow's flaming... It is yours. It has a yellow stain on You stick it on the chocolate. I'm gonna set the place then, on fire, Ham. You cover it with the other end. Here, make me one of those. Yeah, me too. Then, you scuff. Pretty good. Here, try it. It's kind of messy, but good. That's it. The Sandlot scene. It's the most famous s'mores scene I can think of in a movie. I love that. I love when he says, you toast the mallow. Toast the mallow. The mallow. When the mallow's flaming. The mallow. Then he goes, <laughs> blows it out. <laughs> hey, did you oh. hear? Beaver, have you ever noticed the kids in the background in that scene with so their loud. comments? They're loud. Not until just now. Right. <laughs> same. Beaver, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Little bit of gnat sound. There. I know. You can All hear you could hear uh, squints in the background. Go uh, at one point. He says, "Hey, make me some of those." And then he went, "All right, who cut one?" <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff there. I didn't. Too know. bad we can't do s'mores in North Mississippi today because it's just pouring down rain. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Beaver, you a fan of s'mores? Big time. Yes. Okay. Well, I haven't had one in so long. I can't even remember. Oh, Beaver. The last time I had You one. should have one. Yeah, you're going to have to do that. I like that. to change it up. I don't you do the chocolate, do white chocolate. Well, and so white chocolate, somebody suggested Reese's we peanut butter cups. That. We, we talked about that. Yeah. Which seems fantastic. Hey, we do have that little s'mores thing that you can use inside. <laughs> yes. It didn't that's work. That's what I was going to say. Well, but I bought it. I thought it was cute. Beaver, the Wyatts have been known to make s'mores inside before. Yeah. Well. Um as much as, like, at times we have toasted the marshmallow in the oven. I love that. But you can't, yeah, somewhere we got a hold of a s'more-making station. Yeah. And you put it on the counter, you plug this thing in the wall. Yeah. And then you light it, and <laughs> these little flame, this little blue flame <laughs> comes about in the middle. It takes a little bit longer than you would want to wait. You but wait it, for it, it heats up. But it's cute. And then you just sit right there, and you can take this little fork. And you put the marshmallow over the flame it's and toast tiny. it. And it's you just, tiny. You just do it right there. Yeah. There you want one bad enough, you can have it. There you go. I love a s'more. Well, you, you know who hates s'mores? Who? Jim Halpert. Oh. <laughs> no, Beaver. We're just making a list of things that, that paint Jim as a, as a villain in the show The Office. I just can't do it. Okay, and Beaver, the latest was what you sent us last night, how... Beaver. In the episode where they had Asian Jim, where they're trying to basically prank Dwight with another guy who's standing in for Jim, where you're trying to make, they're trying to make Dwight think that he has gone crazy. Like he, everything's the same except it's just a different guy playing Jim, including Pam even comes over and kisses the guy on the mouth. Yeah, but I think it's fine. It's okay, Beaver. I think Pam's good. Don't you? Uh, no. No, this is my thing now. Because two days in a row now. Because remember, a couple nights ago, I, I pointed out how after Pam was out of the picture, I know. Roy he started, his, he really started the company. He really succeeded. Yeah. Got rich, played, learned to play piano beautifully, played it at his wedding, 
last night I sent you that example. Yeah, so yeah. this is my mission now is just to continue to send you these to convince you that Jim and Pam are villains. No. No. See, now, you know, I, I, could, go down, I could go down the road with you a little bit on the... Uh, I could go down the road with you a little bit on the Jim thing. I can't do Pam. Uh, Pam, to me... I can't ever frame Pam as a bad guy. She seems so sweet. Beaver's well, full-on convinced. He is. He is. <laughs> I will tell you. Remember there was the the sound guy when Jim was in Philly? Oh, yes. Yes, there yes. Was the, yeah. There was the sound guy that was kind of hitting on Pam. Yeah, That's right. you're right. It was. You're right. Yeah. So hmm. she also made out with the sound guy when Jim was in Philly. Wait, she did? No, she didn't. No, not on the TV show. In my mind. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> he has made the case. <clears throat> okay, so he was talking about how Roy became so successful and got so much money and was rich. Is my mic messed up? No, it's fine. Okay, what about Twitter? What about it? I need to talk about this. Okay, so he's taken over, and he's so rich, and everything. Why has he changed it to X? He's changed it to X. And Jason why, in Flagstaff, whenever... Why X? Well, whenever Jason texts something to the show, and he references Twitter, he doesn't spell out Twitter anymore. He spells it X, and then itter. Well, that's because, what do you say now? You I don't usually know. <laughs> say, hey, y'all check out my tweet, or did you see somebody tweet, or hey, I tweeted at you. What do you say you X'd? I still say tweet. You I X'd? can't stop saying tweet. I mean, do you, what's the verbiage? Yeah, X'd? what is it? Oh, I just X'd it. Check out my X. My X. I can't X'd get, it. I can't handle I X'd it. I X'd at him. I X'd it. So-and-so X'd me. Yeah. Did you see so-and-so's X? All my X's live in Texas. <laughs> what else we got? I cannot deal with it. <laughs> X marks and the spot. cute little bird is gone off my phone. And yeah, now listen. X. All right, update on that. So Elon Musk put out on Twitter, sorry, on X, a couple of days, see what I mean? A couple yeah. days ago, and said, "Does anybody like this version of the X logo?" And it was like a, a bird? combination of the bird okay. and the X. Okay, well, maybe. Maybe that one. Bring the bird back. I still don't know what to call it. I can't handle it. Hey, hey, Beaver, you seem to be someone who likes to look at things and try to peel back the onion and see if there's a deeper meaning peel going this on. Peel back. <laughs> he's made. Beaver can tell you. He, he's. He can tell you the signs and symptoms of what make Jim the bad guy in the office. Beaver, check this one out. I don't know if it would if I would put it past Elon Musk, who is so wealthy that he could afford to lose just about any amount of money and still be unbelievably wealthy. I don't know that I would put it past him to buy Twitter, change it up, make some changes, knowing he's almost purposefully devaluing it along the way so that it will become less important in society. And just kill it? Exit? <laughs> well, I don't know about kill it, but take it from, oh, this is everybody's news source, as well as we're going to whip everybody up into a lather on Twitter, and the next thing you know, we got riots in the street. Well, I'm just going to kill Twitter. I just don't get it at all. <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah, what well, in terms again, n n you know, in terms of name and brand, he has killed Twitter. Oh, it's okay. in the process of dying. He's exited. He has exited. 
Uh, somebody text the show. Let's see. Paul texts. Well, let me back up. Robbie texts and said he loves s'mores. More bully texts and said, send us the rain. God. Oh, well, we've had plenty of it in North Mississippi. Oh, really? More bully? I wish we could give you this rain. It it has rained every day. Yeah. A bunch of I mean, so much rain. Well, the thing is so hot, it does dry out quickly. Yeah. You can. We should be thankful for it. I, I don't need to complain. It's well, just been constant. And this time last year, the, you know, we had cracks in the ground because it was so dry, you know. This year, it's a, it's a wet one. Um, Paul texted show and said, the mini Reese's peanut butter cups are a s'mores game changer. Okay, there you go. Perfect size, perfect amount of chocolate well, goodness. Well, there any, you go. There's your, the white chocolate. The little white chocolate. Inside yeah. two graham crackers, s'mores. Yeah, Let's go. do it. National s'mores. Let's do it tonight. Today. Somebody texted show and said, are you sure y'all got a s'mores maker or a burner for chemistry class? Well, that's basically it's what it's what like. It is. Yeah, I mean. A Bunsen burner? But it really... I'm that demographic, the person that they were really targeting in the <laughs> store because it looked so cute. They had the little kids roasting yeah. marshmallows on their kitchen table, and I thought, oh my gosh, Matt and Mary Lydia are going to love this. And I bought it. It was kind of a kind of a fail. It but worked. Mary Lydia was so excited and got kind of let down. Well, <laughs> whatever. I wasn't let down because to me, it just it tastes the same. Yeah, it is what it is. But it is different. You got a big old outside fire going. That's just better. Yeah. When you're able to do that. Agree. State grad 98 degrees says Jim and Pam are the biggest bullies in all of television. Oh, no. That's according to state grad 98. I'm going to have to leave the show for the day. All right. More with you coming back. Stick around. Have some hamburger helper on me. Whatever happened? They still make hamburger helper. That was one of the retro ads they were playing on the live stream. I used to like hamburger helper. I'll be honest with you. Fish sticks. All right, <laughs> hold on. Time out. All right, Beaver. That's for tomorrow. It's a free for all Friday. So one topic tomorrow is going to be uh, retro. Food items that remind us of our childhood. Okay. So for me, a lot of 80s, just a little bit of the 90s. For you, more of the 90s. Hamburger helper, I'm there. I am there. Manwich, hey, Beaver, when's the last time you thought about Manwich? <laughs> oh, that's a good... Mm. Yes, man. You know what? It's funny you mentioned this. I was watching something. Oh my! What was I watching? It was just like within the last three days mm-hmm. this week, and someone was eating manwiches. <laughs> so it's so funny that you mentioned that Isn't because that, yeah. before that, I probably hadn't thought about manwiches in twenty years. Me neither. And now this is the second manwich reference of the week. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how that works? And all it was was a branded Sloppy Joe. I'm all about yeah. that, though. Hey, here's one for you. Shake and bake. 
See, Ricky Bobby ruined shake and bake, but shake and bake was actually a way to cook chicken. It was good. Yep. All right, so I'm starting now. We'll do that tomorrow. Retro food items remind us of our childhood. Uh, two points of order here on the show with a little bit of time left with you here on this Thursday, and then I'm coming over to the phone line. All right, first up, I got Beer Slayer who texts the show and says, Matt, there is also a jamboree tonight at Tri-County starting at 2.30. So that's 2.30 today. And he says eight games. Time out. You're telling me that Tri-County Academy is hosting a jamboree today and you're having eight ball games? Surely it's not 16 different teams starting at 2.30. I got no more details on that. All right, the other thing is my former teammate, as far as I know, it's the first time he's ever commented on the live stream of this show. Former MSU quarterback Kevin Fan, who commented when I was telling the fumble story about the guy, I was trying to make it a lesson, okay, a moral. Okay, two different ways. And Kevin just says, hang on to the dang ball. And, and then he commented later and said some really nice things, and I appreciate that on the, the live stream. And, Kevin, whenever I think about you, here's what I think of. You know what I think? I don't think about all them touchdown passes you threw or you becoming a head coach or any of that, okay? I think about when we were in Coach Sparky Woods' meetings in 1999, he'd let me tell one joke at the beginning of the meeting, and if nobody else laughed, I could always get you to laugh. <laughs> I could always get Kevin to laugh. Now, I don't know if you were laughing because you felt obligated to or what, but regardless, that's what I remember, and I appreciate the laughs. All right, over to the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer. They're the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. Ryan on line one. What's up, Ryan? Hey, speaking of trying to get people to laugh. <laughs> yeah, let's see if you can do it. Well, okay, I got something I think you guys will get a kick out of. I'm, I'm partnering with uh, Message Board Geniuses. Uh, he posts a lot of stuff from uh, crazy message boards and stuff. Okay. And there's one I thought you guys would get a good kick out of today. It's from a Georgia fan. He said, uh-uh. Fall funerals are just as bad as fall weddings, in my opinion. <laughs> just because... Oh, just wait. Oh, just wait. Just because you die doesn't mean you necessarily have to have your funeral during the season. There's this little invention called a freezer that allows you to be buried in the spring. Very, very selfish to allow your funeral to be scheduled during the fall. <laughs> Did you say he said that there's this thing called a freezer? <laughs> yeah, all you have to do, hey, anytime you're at a, uh, during the fall, just have a Yeti cooler right by you. <laughs> yeah, but then the question, then the redneck question of how big old boy are you comes into mind. All right. <laughs> because, well, then hey, I they don't make Yeti Yetis that size. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Or, Ryan, I guess we could do like Ted Williams and just freeze her head. Right? Because oh, isn't that what he did? Lord Supposedly his grandkids did. I don't 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <wouldn't> want that. <laughs> so this man said, <laughs> "If you pay, because of football, if you die, in, this man yeah. on the message board said, because of football, if you die in the fall, just put him in the freezer. Let's have the funeral later. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, don't be selfish. Have it in the spring. <laughs> don't be selfish. Oh, that's great. Ryan, I appreciate the laugh, man. Thank you. Where is that from again? Where did you say you got that from? Uh, so I partner with uh, Message Board Geniuses. He's at Board Geniuses on uh, Twitter. Okay, But board. he posts like crazy stuff from everybody's fan bases. Okay, Board on, Geniuses. Uh, Twitter. What do you mean when you say you partner with him? What do you mean by that? Well, uh, on TikTok, I'll do uh, voiceovers of the voices uh, of the post for him. Okay, that's great, and dude. We, uh, really, that's cool. So, yeah. so this guy finds stuff off of message boards, and then you'll read it and voice it, and then he posts it. Yeah, he'll give me a heads up. I don't do like all of them during the day but he'll post some stuff a lot of it's really good reading material if you ever have if you're ever feeling down during the day or if you ever feel like mississippi state fans are the only ones that get real uh get a little bit too uh wacko yeah just remember there's always a georgia fan that wants to have his loved ones buried in the spring <laughs> in the spring only spring and summer only that's great, Ryan. Thanks for sharing that. And I will say this, too. Okay. So I wrote it down, at Board Geniuses, but you said Message Board Geniuses. All right. So maybe there you have the most ironic uh, name that you could have. There on, is. On social there media. Lies the, there there yeah. lies. Message Board <laughs> Geniuses, and never the twain shall meet. Because there ain't no such thing as message board geniuses, if you ask the real oh, geniuses. Board. It, it, <laughs> his handle is at board geniuses. Uh, did I, so, I, did I, so at board geniuses? Okay, I got you. At board geniuses. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it, Ryan. Appreciate it. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be selfish. If you, yeah. if you thanks, thanks for the call. Don't be cruel. <laughs> be cool. Have a good day. Have a good one. That's a great one there. Don't be cruel. Be cool. Just freeze them. Do it in the spring. Cause of football. <clears throat> oh wow! All right, there it is. Look at this. This, listen to this. You have, according to this, not 16, because there's some repeats in here, but you got a full-on, like, all-encompassing jamboree <laughs> beginning today at 2.30. So if you're listening live in just a minute, at Tri-County Academy. I've been there, by the way. Been there. At 2.30, Central Holmes versus St. Al. 3 o'clock, Central Hines versus Carroll. 3.30, Canton versus St. Al. 4, Central Holmes versus Carroll. 4.30, Central Hines versus Kapaya. 5, Canton versus Leak. 5.30, Oak Forest versus Kapaya. 6, Riverfield versus Leak. 6.30, Oak Forest versus Madison St. Joe. 7 o'clock tonight, Riverfield versus East Rankin. 7.30, TCA, that's Tri-County, versus Madison St. Joe. And at 8, 
Tri-County versus East Rankin. Listen, they've got eight games scheduled 30 minutes apart from 2.30 to 8. <laughs> I would love to see that just to see them run one off and run another on, as Andy Griffith would say. How are you going to get a scrimmage in in 30 minutes? That is the most, if they pull that off, listen to me. If they pull that off, 16 teams, eight scrimmages, 30 minutes apart from 2.30 to 8, and they keep it on schedule, then whoever's in charge of that at Tri-County Academy, I want to hire you to run the carpool line at the schools in Tupelo. I will be your biggest proponent. I will promote you. We'll do everything we can to get you hired. <laughs> okay, to coordinate this. We can't even get kids in school on time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They do a good job in Tupelo, but I guarantee there's some places that don't. And we're going to have 16 teams and eight games, 30 minutes apart, all in four hours. It will be impressive. Thanks for sending that along. Thanks for letting me have a little fun with it. I would love to see that. Football is back tonight in the state of Mississippi. See you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See you tomorrow. See you!